0: Hey, wig hackers, welcome back to the dark side of wig making, where I will be interviewing other wig hackers to help you break your fears of bringing your business to the next level. So I have a really special guest. This is a no holds bar interview. (laughs) Deep down, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Um, I think you've been to every wine and wigs that I've ever had, even in the clubhouse days. I mean, you have been there. One of my OG wig hackers. I mean, literally, that is what you are. Ladies and gentlemen, Sandra.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: All right, Sandra. So, how about give us a little overview of you in your wig making journey? How you got there? What got you started? Um give 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 me all about you.
1: So, I was a natural hair care stylist. I primarily specialized in locks and braids and I was diagnosed with cancer in 2012 and I walked into the wig store and I tried something on and I still had my hair because I was just trying to prepare and I hated them I felt like they made me look like I was really really old and I just said I can't do it like I just broke down in tears Um, I went to a function and I saw this woman. I used to look up online like all these celebrity wigs. And I was like, oh God. And they said they cost tens of thousands of dollars. And I was like, I know I can't afford that. So I went to this function and I saw this woman ventilating in the corner. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, oh, so I watched her. And she was like, you know, this is like an art. And I thought about it and I got home and I like researched and I was determined to find out how to do it, when, where to do it, and everything. And when I first tried it, I was like, this is going to take me forever. <laughs> and it was it was a lot. So when you say wig hackers, like I appreciate that. Full lace wigs, I don't think are my thing at all anymore. This <laughs> is so much better because I see the eye, the light at the end of the tunnel. So, <laughs>
0: right? okay. so
1: uh-huh. it's been a joy to add that. My business.
0: Uh, okay, so how many classes and courses have you taken to get to where you are? You don't have to mention names if you don't want to. Um, like, because I know you might be a serial educated <laughs> I
1: am. <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner. That's the way I'm going to say it. Um, I would say probably three serious, like in depth courses okay. that would be what I would say. Yeah. Three with a little, like, you know, YouTube watching and seeing people's technique and stuff like that, but serious, like educational, like mentorship, I would say three.
0: Okay. And about, about how much did you spend on your education?
1: (laughs) I would say around seven or 8,000.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, And then just, I don't even know if this, this is not on our, on our list. So sorry. So we totally went rogue. Um, but like, how many wigs have you sold?
1: Uh, let's see. It's been about six. Okay. About in between making them for myself.
0: <laughs> you are definitely a serial wig maker for oneself. I feel you put your hairlines on everyone else's wigs. but I, That's,
1: that's branded. You know, people see what I do, and and I think they're more um, intrigued when I do color. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, like, my next thing because I have this, like, burgundy one that I wear all the time. And people are like, that's a wig because the hairline is so fabulous. And it was, like, a hacked wig. My first real one after you really taught me how to perfect it. So that's when I was like, this is my niche. I don't want to do anything else.
0: Ooh. Um, okay. So what was your
1: uh, me too
0: or to you, <laughs> you. <laughs> okay so what is your aha moment like one of the big ones like the big like like you know the ones that you're like Ugh! um big aha moments in your wig making journey
1: um working smarter not harder we always talk about that when we're you know on wig hackers and I just feel like you do a good job like telling us not to overthink it you know just do it and that's been really helpful to me you know as well as just the nurturing amongst the group like we're popping ideas off of each other because I never really had like that real time like I could come on somewhere and like talk about a project and everybody give me you know their input because I'm I feel like I'm still learning I'm not a master wig maker but I do feel like my passion reflects my work a lot, So, But I think coming on there, like, you know, when we have these powwow moments. It really does inspire me when I see everybody, you know, ventilate I'm like, get on the, you know, because I'm doing a lot. So it does help to support, as you say, a community that does, you know, help me stay focused.
0: Oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, I, I just my brain just kept going to like some of the. the the wine and wigs we've had and like how deep we've gotten to, or how like just light and just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Just that little educational uh, bump. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay. So with all of the education that you've had, what are the top three tips, tricks, techniques that you're like, oh, this is, this is the game changer for me. You know what I mean? Like, so I know if you've taken the get in the gamut of uh, wig making um, mm-hmm. from different courses, but like, what are like the top three that stick out in your brain that you're like, oh, people should really know these.
1: I would say know your lace. That's really, really important. Cause that's the foundation of everything that makes it look real. Um, having a really good mold. That's one of the top things that you taught me, like how to really like, make it flush to the skin like I was like oh this is great because you know that was my one thing that I probably was one of my weakest areas and oh. then whip stitching okay okay <laughs> my, my three top things I think if you've got that down packed from the mold to the lace and you know sewing that lace on I think the ventilating is the least of your worries because that comes with practice, right? Yeah. But if you don't have the proper foundation and you put the wig on and it's like loosey goosey and all over the place, then you you haven't really, the goal is to make it look real. So you want to, you know, start with the great lace you know having a great mold and and i think the rest is just you know so it you can get creative from that point once it fits you can be like oh i want to set a center part oh i want to you know side part and it works and as if the lace is like literally melting in their skin that's another thing too i mean you
0: kind of touched upon it but i'm gonna start about what was the hardest thing
1: that Ventol- you have. <laughs> Ventol- Ventol- creating a cap I would say probably was probably my hardest. Okay. And I, sometimes I'm impatient and I want to just do it. And there's a lot of tucking and pinning and that once I get that done, the rest is, is easy. So I would say that would probably be the most difficult thing.
0: Okay. And is that still today or has it gotten better in time?
1: It's gotten better. I think with anything in wig making, it's how much dedication you are, how consistent you are, um and sometimes we do get sidetracked or we forget something because it's a lot but once you start making it your own it makes a really big difference
0: um coming from behind the chair how did you um get into wigs specifically like how what was the what was the the switch between ah I need to add wigs to my services
1: I like, I like being at home too. Like with COVID, um, I had a great time to really just kind of focus on that. And it kept my mind off of other things. Like I lost my dad two weeks into COVID and he was in a whole nother state. We couldn't bury him because it was the epicenter, which was New York where I'm from. And I was just like, I need something to really like keep my mind focused as I'm sitting in this house by myself because, you know, everyone was afraid of each other. So that was a really good time for me to sit down and like buy some wigs, you know, online and just kind of hack them. And I'm getting through them. Like I bought a whole bunch. I was like, I'm just going to get a whole bunch and I'm just going to do it, figure it out, like map out my stuff. So I'm just knocking them out one by one. I think I have like two left. And um, yeah, that, that was, that really helped me a lot. So I think, consistency and just, you know, looking, reading, you know, I bought two of your books too. So that kind of helped with the diagrams and, you know, talking about it. So, they were pretty easy reads. I just printed them out and I found them. Are you more
0: of a visual learner or more of an audible?
1: I'm a visual learner.
0: Visual? Okay. Yeah. I've noticed um, some of the the, the books, the little handouts, the, you know, I'm I'm visual to the umpteenth degree, and I love when I see people like, oh, the light bulb goes off, and you are, the light bulb just doesn't go off. I feel like it's a full Broadway sign that lights up. Whenever you get your your question, or you get over a hump, or you come to the community, and you ask a question, it's like this, like, like, and I'm like oh my gosh it's it's truly an honor having you in the group.
1: I struggled in the beginning like I took one class and um I flew all the way to another state and I was really gray behind the ears of like really how in in in-depth this is and I was just like oh I thought I could just like do this in a day. I really did think that and that not the case at all. And I got home and I was like, I can't get these knots right. Like, and then I like walked away from it for a little bit. And then I came back and I was still like online. I was like, Sandra, you have got to do this. You bought all this stuff and you need to make this work. So I think, like I said with anyone, like if you ever get discouraged, it's all about practice, you know, and learning how to, you know, flick that hand when you're trying to make that knot tight. Cause my early knots were horrible they were clunky fingernail you know and now it's 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 not perfect but it's good enough that it doesn't look like a manufactured store wig
0: i mean that that was my next what would you tell someone who is in that state because i know a lot of people are in that 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 once you learn ventilating or or get introduced to ventilating it's that love hate where you're like oh I know I hated it in the beginning, just ventilating. I'm like, ooh, but I had a little bit of a forgiveness with the theater, you know, for high school shows. You could just do some huge knots. Um, what would you tell someone like r- starting out ventilating, you know, because you are like queen of overcoming it? <laughs> it's
1: keep like practicing. I don't like to fail. So the biggest thing is investing in yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, learn from people, you know, learn from a community because someone else might say, oh, I do it like this. Or someone else might say, yeah, do this. And you kind of get it. My first teachers were, were lefties. Oh, wow. So it kind of threw me off a little bit. Um But I think as I just kept practicing, practicing, and then sometimes the bigger knots overshadowed the little perfect knots, I got it, you know, and just kind of, When I started ventilating, I used to do sections to try to make myself like, you know, do this. So I'd say, okay, I'm going to finish this section today. I'm going to finish that section today. And sometimes I just sat there and I was listening to music and watching TV. And I was like, oh, I did more, you know. So it just depends on how bad you want it. It's really an investment. You can do it anywhere. And that's what I love. You can throw it in your suitcase. (laughs) I'm using a little portable light right now that I can throw in like my carry on yeah. I mean people
0: things. What is your what is your ideal setup? What is your ideal ventilating setup?
1: I know it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's a couple of IKEA boxes with uh-huh. my my wig crate that I bought from you on top of that. And then when I'm at home, I have a huge um ring light. Well my room is kinda of,
0: it's okay. It's, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, It's a ring light that likes this on a stand because sometimes I don't like wearing the glasses and I can still look up and like watch TV and Mm. I just put that over my crate. Oh have like a another light that I can angle down. So
0: Oh, I like that ring light. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. See, I'm even might gonna try that because I'm using these these strip lights and sometimes they're just in the way.
1: This one is just a little portable light. That's what I'm using right here. And that one is really good. It has a gooseneck on it. Mm-hmm. You can get those on Amazon for like $25. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um, now, I hope you don't get mad at this question. What's what are, question? What are your times for a two-finger front, a full wig, a closure, and a machine-made wig?
1: I've done a two-finger... With the one finger hairline, two finger part, one finger hairline, I did it in three days. Okay, but I worked another job, yep, so yep, yep. I, I finished it within three days. Like I literally ventilated all that Saturday and Sunday, and by Monday morning, like two o'clock in the morning, I was finished. And that's a particular black wig that I made for a friend. I actually tried to keep it because I like. Them- <laughs> That was the first wig I ever hacked, And she told me, no, you better give me my wig. I'm coming tomorrow to pick it up. <laughs> ugly wig. It really, really was. And when I was done with it, I was like, ooh, and I hate black hair. That's like not my thing. Mm. Anyone that knows me, I color. But when I tried it on, I was like, I like this. That's when I started experimenting with color.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. So you you went from braiding to coloring wigs technically and well, then to building or building then color what was your journey
1: I did braids and then I did locks primarily mm-hmm. and then I don't do any color because I'm a natural hair care stylist so I've been co- like buying colored wigs or I color them for myself now if someone I sell a human wig they want to color it that's on them mm-hmm. so I don't color like for everyone else but if I buy a colored wig yes I'll just go from there but for me I I experiment with color all the time
0: I know this one you have to check out her Instagram because <laughs> there are every single color especially if you, you want to see a color because sometimes in person you're like Ugh, you know but then once you put it on hey what was it there was one wig that you were doing um I, I think it was the was it a red one? I think it was a red curly one. And you're like, no, I don't like it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then you put it on and those, the numbers kept flying in.
1: <laughs> this week with asking a question. And my girlfriend was like, I love that on you. And I wear it when I want to be fun. Like my first time wearing it was on Valentine's day. Oh. <laughs> part and it's kind of swoopy and I was going out with my girlfriends and they were like oh that's different I was like yeah I just felt like being red today for valentine even though I didn't have a date
0: (laughs) what would you tell your younger self that could help like knowing what you know now what would you tell your younger self to to amp up your your wig making journey
1: I was not, I'm a, I'm older. So I, I joined Facebook later, like my brother talked me into it. But social media is everything because people don't see your work unless, they don't know you unless they see your work, right? And I feel like I'm kind of addicted now. So I try to post every day. What And you don't realize how much content you have in a little bit of content. So sometimes I create you know the things that I might want to say, and I've noticed that I get even more uh, drive to my page. Like if I talk about, you know, let's talk about wigs, or give a tip, or show a tutorial. You know, and I think people are more passionate. You know, a lot of people think, you know, when your grandmother and your auntie wore a wig and it was huge and it had planted. <laughs> Caroline, but you know, just like yesterday, I went out last night and I wore this wig and I never wear it. It's pretty much like waist length. And my sorority sister, who is older, about to retire, she said, That is such a beautiful wig. I said, Yeah, you know, she said, I came to your house and saw all of them lined up. She said, That is gorgeous. And I said, Oh, thank you. You know, it's one less thing you have to think about. Now I'm lazy. I'll probably never wear braids again. I'm a wigger forever. (laughs) I love, oh my gosh. What was
0: another like tip you wish you started earlier on? Like a a technique that you're like, oh, I should have did this earlier. Cause it, cause I want to say, you know, more coming from the point of, oh, I probably would have stuck with it more.
1: Wig hacking. (laughs) I mean. That was not the point of that. all know our niche, right? And some people want to make closures. That's it. Some people just want to style them. That's it. I love the fact that I can buy a machine wig and make it my own and change the part and steam it. Like those are things that I did not know in my early journey of wig making. And I was like, this is my tribe and I don't really want to do anything else. And I mean, it's, it's personal. Like there's other people on Instagram and I look at them and they're like busting it out, but that's all they do. Like I have a regular job. So this is like an extension of my normal, what I did initially full time. And I don't have that kind of time. So hacking really lets me you know, map it out, get it done, and boom, I'm finished.
0: Yeah. Speaking of mapping it out, what is your favorite, like, map out? What's your, like, go-to tried and true?
1: To finish a wig? mm mm-hmm. um, I'll start it probably, like, earlier in the week and, you know, do, like, all the... the I, I try, when I'm replacing the lace, to do that in one day, like, one night yeah. afterwards. And then once I've got that, then I'll pin it. And then from there, I just start ventilating. So I try to like finish the part or finish the hairline, like in two separate times. Sometimes I've done it in the full day. Hmm. Um, That's with me not doing anything else on my day off, like (laughs) long or anything. So, yeah.
0: Oh, I know those days. All right. So is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that you were like, oh, I need to talk about? Especially um, I think... like the dark side, and this whole series is about you guys, and and the the struggles that you had to overcome to get to where you are, and you have just from me knowing you have overcome so much. I mean, I know you were ventilating. I mean, you you take me to the club if if if, if there's a wine and wigs and there's a club or a date. Hello. Um, I think you had a broken foot, and it was up in the air. And I'm like, the,
1: the- <laughs> "I had on both of my feet last year.
0: I had oh, a- okay, so it was both. It I was, was I- like, wait a I- minute, I-
1: one apart from each other. One was in February, and the other one was in September. Because I was like, the outside is not open. I can't drive if I do my right foot. So let me just go ahead and knock this out because we're not going anywhere. And it went so well, I went back and I told the doctor, I was like, can we do the other one in three weeks? She's like, no, you have to wait until the first one heals. I said, okay, when's the soonest? So I did that in September. So yeah, I could vent. I made a wig, I made a closure with the first foot. And I think the second foot, I did the red wig. So I brought all my stuff literally in the bed with me, had <laughs> the glasses because it was kind of hard to maneuver the light and I had all of that like right around me and I had my foot up in the living room on an air mattress and I ventilated and then I would hop with my crutches to the bathroom one of my um highlights on my Instagram I'm holding it up like this with the camera on the crutch like trying to see if it looked good yeah (laughs) it was a lot (laughs) I couldn't go anywhere so I was like I might as well ventilate
0: I mean, blessing <laughs> and a curse. COVID, blessing and a curse. Um, so, where can people find you? Give me all your deets. Um, uh, let them know. Let let the people you can
1: know. find at Veronica Madison Beauty on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh my gosh! I want to thank you so much for being a part of this wig hackers you know, the dark side of wig hacking. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you go check her out to see because she always posts and she <laughs> always replies. So make sure you leave a comment. And if you do go to her, put in where you actually found her, you know, just so that she knows and I know um that you're listening. So I'm so excited for you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you welcome anytime yeah
0: Uh, thank you so much for spending your time listening to the podcast if you have learned something or if this has inspired you please share it with your friend and leave a review don't forget to sign up for the wig hackers community so you can keep your wig making skills sharp and on point and a network of other wig makers so you can help to learn to work smarter not harder all right guys till next time
1: toots for goots